Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler, back after a short summer recess with fresh takes on how the digital advertising industry is adapting to the hashtag new normal. IABUK.com forward slash connected is still brimming with examples of how our members are meeting the challenges of changes in consumer behaviour, as well as navigating the half virtual, half in real life work environment we're all getting used to. Plus loads of insight from our specialist cross industry groups on gaming, influencer, audio and lots more. And it's that lots more that includes Connected TV, which is the perfect segue into today's guest, who is Alex Hull, Vice President for Samsung Ads Europe. Alex and I get into the detail behind their new white paper behind the screens, a definitive look at Samsung television viewing behaviour throughout lockdown. We also talk about streaming versus linear, and Alex gives a 101 explainer for those of us that might not know our AVOD from our TVOD. Yeah, me neither. I started by asking him about his impromptu white van delivery service during the early days of lockdown. I'm not sure the team who saw me come out of a van <laughs> were quite so enamoured, but I think yeah, I think this was May actually. So we yeah. bear in mind when we started lockdown, I guess it was what mid March, uh, and we probably all thought uh, it was going to be what I don't know a month, yeah. month and a half. Yeah, yeah. I remember flippantly telling my uh, middle daughter. Where she you know, had heard that the news and um, that this virus started, and was it going to impact everybody? And I may have flippantly said, "Don't worry, it'll be gone in six weeks." How <laughs> um, <laughs> wrong I was! But the the van story—I mean, in around about early May, uh, me and another colleague at work, um, we recognised that some of the team, obviously, this was going to be a, a, a mm. enduring situation where obviously people are being asked to work from home. And obviously, not everyone has the perfect office with the perfect view yeah, yeah, yeah. and the right kit. Uh, so very quickly, you know, we got a list of um, various members of the team who needed monitors and chairs, etc. Uh, and it gave me an opportunity to connect. And I think that's the big thing that you, know, mm. you lack in this situation. Mm. Um, whilst Zoom calls or video conference is you know, has its positives, it's the connections. Yeah, um, 100%. And it enabled me to, you know, me and my colleague, we, and I love driving a white van, I may say, but it uh, <laughs> wasn't all downside. Um, and you know, we were able to deliver chairs around London. And it was, um, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, you know, but we, we've just started people coming back to the office. Not okay. It's a voluntary thing. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, a handful of people came back in the first week, a few more come back in the second week. Uh, and the connections you have, just in those conversations yeah, across yeah, the yeah. office floor, they're almost... You know, unparalleled versus mm. you know, all being on a, a video conference call. Um, yeah. But it, that adaptability, I mean, I've been blown away, frankly. And I, mm. I don't just mean the team, I mean the wider organisation and you know, the clients and the partners we work with yeah. have just been you know, superb. Well, look, we're about 30 or so episodes into this, you know, effectively what became a lockdown podcast. And we've heard so many stories about new behaviours, whether it's gaming, shopping, how people are using social media, how people are starting to change the way that they travel. But, you know, one thing that has changed, which we haven't put under the microscope, is the way that we're watching TV. But that's changed massively in the last six months, hasn't it? Yes. um, I mean, we've seen this. Obviously, we we have about 30 million TVs across Europe. Uh, And then obviously that provides some really deep insight and um, some viewership trends around the various locations, um, EU5 essentially for us. Uh, And what we've seen is significant change between January and June of this year. 
uh, and for the first time streaming has surpassed linear TV content. So right. as an average across Europe, streaming now represents around about 53% of total viewing time. Uh, and the UK is leading the field uh, at 59%, um, mm. which yeah, it's a pretty dramatic increase. So between January and June, we've seen in the UK that grow by 36%. Wow. And now I guess you would expect that given the lockdown. I mean, let's be clear, what we've been asked to do is stay at home uh, and the TV is still the hub of the family. And we, we mm. genuinely believe that no better place, and this might sound slightly incongruous on an IAB podcast, to build a brand than uh, on the, the TV. You know, audiences are fragmenting. Um, mm. And whilst linear is still super important, yeah. uh, audiences are also obviously gravitating to other streaming services. So you know, this is all in our white paper that we released yesterday called Behind the Screens, which uh, I'm sure we'll come on to at some point. Well, well look, you talked about the, the sort of the EU5 there. You talked about... Uh, how the UK is leading. Was there anything else in there that surprised you, but particularly with reference to, you know, uh, any major differences between how we behave in the UK versus a Germany or a France, for example? Anything that sort of caught your eye and surprised you? Well, look, as, as I've just said, you know, the UK is absolutely leading the field in terms mm. of streaming as a percentage of total viewing at 59%. And actually, what, what's interesting, there's not a huge variance, but there's been a you know, dramatic increase across the board. Yeah, um, I think the total hours per day now streaming is around about you know, two hours twenty-four. Mm. And for those of you with young children, you know, Frozen's one hour twenty-nine, and Frozen Two is one hour forty-three. You watch that in ten-minute uh. segments, like I have for the last six months. It's, it's easy <laughs> to get to that number pretty quickly. Um, so that's the first thing. I think the other thing is you, know, you mentioned gaming earlier. Um, we, we saw in March a, a really dramatic increase. Actually, I think it was eighty-three percent more time was spent on gaming. Uh, across Samsung you know, TVs, um, that's I wouldn't say it's normalising because I'm not sure what normalising means these days. But mm. yeah, that's around about 39% if we compare uh, Jan to June now. But you're know, almost two and a half hours a day, which is you know, it's quite a lot of time. And how, how are you seeing it, Alex? Is it literally obviously you you own the the thing we're plugging consoles into? Is is that how you're seeing the how you're sort of putting together all the gaming data and what people are actually sort of doing beyond the streaming stuff? Yeah, so we have. Um, yeah, a couple of types of data, so we have device level data. Hmm. So across the 30 million TVs, we were able to see if, if you effectively think anything was plugged into the TV through an HDMI right. port. Um, then you have the data that's also you know, inherent to the, the, the TV itself, so year of make, um, when the TV was activated. Hmm. Uh, and then we have viewership data, which we collect through automatic content recognition, so ACR. And that enables us to be able to, you know, Observe at a household level, um, you know, opt-in data regarding you know, who's, which households are watching what type of content, um, and we see this very much as complementary to other um, you know, research uh, pieces that are out there. And we're just looking at you know, what's uh, our own data, and then how we can work with advertisers and brands to reach these hard-to-reach uh, new audiences. Well, of the of the thirty million, how many TVs? How many Samsung TVs in the UK? Approximately five million. And you're getting effectively deterministic data from all of those five million TVs. I mean, there isn't. I mean, you sort of said it's it's complementary to other things, uh, other measurement tools, but there isn't anything quite like that at that scale. That is, we absolutely know what people are doing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's household level data. It's the first mm. thing. And yes, of course, you know, in the UK, it's you know, circa five million. Um, it's unmodeled. It's deterministic. It's first party. Um, so yes, in that respect, it's. Um, we're very proud of the data that we have. 
uh, and that's what we use is you know, to drive our insight analytics and how we partner with you know the advertisers that we work with um in terms of um connected tv as a whole still in a sense gets bucketed into an emerging area i mean arguably you look across to you know um uh what you see in the states in an ecosystem there it, it's emerged rather than um emerging but with anything like that comes you know a whole bunch of complexity that the various vods that you have in terms of avod and svod and uh, <laughs> and all the other ones as if we needed some more acronyms <laughs> um t- take us through for the uninitiated the various uh, avod svod and the sort of the ter- terminology i know the white paper sort of goes into it with a brilliant glossary but but who better to ask than an expert on it? So, uh, start start with Avod. What what is Avod? So Avod is um, ad supported video on demand. So all the VODs represent video on demand, right? Uh, and then obviously the, the A represents advertising, uh, and that's you know, basically uh, ad funded content or uh, demand that comes over the top. So if the fire and I, uh, internet connection for us, right. we only reference uh, activity on the t- television. Um, SVOD, uh, the S represents subscription video on demand. So that's obviously services like Netflix, uh, Amazon, right. uh, Disney, etc. And TVOD is transaction video on demand. So that's where the viewership of um, always premium video content, again, ah, right. uh, over the top, but on a per transaction uh, basis. And, and are you seeing, you saw, a, you sort of talked about streaming versus linear. Are you seeing different growths for, for AVOD versus SVOD, you know, in terms of what you've seen in the last six months? Uh, absolutely. So, um, I mean, if you think about AVOD generally, so I think there was some research that suggested that, you know, across Europe, uh, roughly two thirds of Europeans spend you know, around about 20 euros or 20 pounds per month on subscriptions. Right. Um, and of that, um, you know, two-thirds, 75% were you know, basically explicitly said they weren't prepared to pay for more. And I think that may become more ah. acute as you know, we, we progress through the COVID and the pandemic. Um, so there's a, a huge opportunity for free, high-quality content. Mm. Um, and we've seen that in the, the data we've, you know, that's in the behind-the-screens white paper. And the AVOD is growing you know, dramatically. Um, I think it's you know, plus 29% between Jan mm. and June of this year. And in fact, growing faster than pretty much any of the VODs that I've just uh, described. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, that then represents opportunity for advertisers um, and gives them an uh, ability to be able to reach some yeah. of these audiences that are watching less linear TV. And let's be clear, linear is still super, super important. So yeah. this is a complementary way of reaching hard to reach audiences. But the 20, the 20 euro ceiling in, a, in effect for stuff you subscribe to you sort of put yourself in your own shoes it, it, that's probably about right isn't it once you've got netflix and you've got uh and you've got prime and you've been succumbed into disney plus and maybe one other thing there probably isn't a lot of uh, a lot of room within there for, for anything else that you're going to add so it's i mean it's probably no surprise that there is a massive appetite for for free stuff and probably why avod is, is growing um I guess it's reassuring that the research is right on the straw poll too. <laughs> <laughs> Was there, um, uh, when it comes to, you sort of think about um, brands and advertisers as well, are there, are there sort of specific, um, uh, and I know you get into it in the white paper, but there's sort of specific takeaways for them in terms of how you think about this. I mean, the, the, the big misconception 
often I sort of read, whether you're on Twitter or LinkedIn, is that, you know, linear's dead, audiences aren't watching TV in the way that they used to, highly, highly fragmented, and, you know, you know, basically we're not going to be buying linear TV at all in, in, in a couple of years. But from what you're saying, it's probably not quite right. Look, I, I mean, fundamental premise for me is that TV is still, you know, an amazing way to build brands yeah. and you know, advertise your products and services. I mean, it's the largest screen in the house. It's where families get together. You know, it's, it's a hub and it's a hugely you know, creative canvas for advertisers to use. I think what we're seeing is obviously linear is still super important, but you know, streaming and the growth of streaming has been dramatic over the last six months. Yeah. And there's no signs thus far that that's a blip. I mean, it mm. seems to be an ongoing trend. And therefore, you know, the scale exists and it's clearly you know, here to stay. There's you know, a SpotX um, piece of research that we did back in March and they, they have a brilliant piece around 10 key takeaways uh, around CTV is pretty much for everyone. Mm. So um, I would refer to that for you know those that want to follow up on how to do it. But you know, what we've seen is that brands are, you know, the progressive brands and agencies are absolutely engaging with us on how to complement either their existing linear uh, campaigns and build reach, or indeed find unique ways of you know, accessing audiences that may be watching you know, linear, light linear TV um, yeah. throughout the week. And do you, I mean, the, the, the sort of question we get into and sort of have been in the last six months, but particularly near the end, actually, when we were almost heading towards some sort of normality again is looking at what are those new behaviors that have you know cropped up in lockdown the, the way that we shop for example and what's going to stick when we become something like it was before and where are people just going to revert to what they did before so is there an argument to say that once the soaps as they have can start recording again once you get live audiences back in big saturday night things once um, the broadcasters can stop running repeats and, and come out with a, a whole bunch of new content. Is there a sense that people could just return to the behaviour before and, uh, and you know, linear starts to be on a par with, with stream again? Or, or do you see a future whereby this feels like a, a sort of a new normal, this this 59% of streaming? <laughs> James, I wish I could answer that. Um, we we I mean, like we're, a big, bold we're prediction on times. <laughs> Come on, Alex. <laughs> we're in, I, mean, look, you know, uh, I think now that pubs in the UK are now closed at 10 o'clock, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I suspect people go to the pub an hour earlier. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I can't predict uh, yeah. you know, the future trends. But what, what we're seeing is you know, streaming absolutely is uh, it's surging. And it's, you know, I'm not saying that that trend will be forever with us. I think what... Uh, I think one of the main broadcasters has you know, 70% capacity now in their production of content, certainly in the UK. So that content will come. Um, you know, what we've also seen is that you know, those people that watch heavy linear TV are you know, passionate about that type of programming. I mean, personally, I was looking at my viewing behavior in preparation for this podcast, um, and it's pretty clear that, and again, this is a straw poll of one, that consumers and households are probably agnostic about where the yeah, content is produced, yeah. so yeah. whether it's uh, BBC, Channel 4, ITV, any of the OTT services we mentioned earlier, uh, most of the programming that you watch now is usually by, you, you see it either advertised, you see it um, through word of mouth from friends mm. and family, or uh, on social media, etc. And I look at the, the, you know, the six or seven things that have really drawn me in over the last you know, seven months. And they're across the board. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah. a massive yeah. fan of Gogglebox, for example. 
yeah. because for some reason it's tapped into, I need something to laugh at. Uh, and you know, it, it weirdly is people watching TV, which is you know, given where I work, um, is a particular passion point of mine. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's a fantastic production and it's uh, enduring and it's got significant audiences. And it's the same with anything on Netflix or Amazon. Yeah. Um, we watch everything. So people are agnostic, I think, around who produces. They just love fantastic programming and fantastic yeah. content. And our job is to surface that. You know, mm. As Samson, you know, it's about making sure that when you sit down uh, as a family or individuals, you're able to navigate through your TV and come across the best content available. So that we act as a kind of discovery engine, if you like, uh, and then enable people to you know, move seamlessly between apps and linear and indeed gaming platforms without any interruption. Yeah. Is there, uh, if you were going to leave the listeners with one thing from behind the screens, I mean, of course, you know, you can go and read the full report on the on the IB site, but if you're going to sort of lead them with, with one thing, uh, one nugget, what would it be? Cool. Um, I think that marketers, I mean, do you mean for marketers or for... Um, yeah, general? for marketers. I think there's a, a, a real um, sense that you know, audiences are much harder to reach mm. um, in their entirety and therefore really examine you know, how you can complement or you know, um, review your existing schedules to reach these streamers that we've identified are using other services, if you like. Um, because there are audiences that you know, will obviously engage with their brands, but you know, need to be you know, accessed in different ways. Um, and I think that you know, really dig deep into every schedule to see that those audiences are being reached. Mm. Otherwise, you know, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Gogglebox, and <laughs> I was going to ask you about your lockdown to-do list. But I, th- I, th- I thought I'd ask you something else instead, which will come as a surprise to you. Um, if I were to turn on Alex's, uh, Alex Hole's TV and pick up where you left off either, you might have been watching it this morning or last night, what would I be watching slash doing on Alex Hole's TV? Where, where, where did you leave it when you turned it off? <laughs> well, James, I'm, I'm proud to say that, I mean, obviously it could be Moana, Frozen 1, 2 or C. <laughs> uh, they're all heavily stacked up in my preferences. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how quickly can I turn on my TV and get into that content? I mean, I think it's the uh. first thing. But no, I, mean, I really enjoyed um, Last Dance. I really enjoyed that. Oh, it was brilliant. Session yeah, yeah. blew me away, frankly. Mm. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and then, you know, the kind of more serious side of that, the, the Murdoch um, documentary. Oh, that's uh, incredible. BBC. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've even, against my better nature, you know, <laughs> watched all three series of The Crown. So it's... Um, and again, oh, I loved it. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's been great. A, Production is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely awesome. I mean, they found, you know, talk about dual screening. Uh, I was literally, every time I watched it, I was uh, digging into Google to see, did that really happen to Prince Philip? Did Prince Charles do this? <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, the con- I mean, this is the whole point, isn't it? There's so much amazing content mm. uh, across, you know, all our brilliant partners. Uh, and if you're, you know, sat down in front of your television, there's so much choice. How do you decide? And I think that's what we do as a, you know, a manufacturer is to make that discovery as seamless and effortless as possible. Um, you hear you know, various signals from friends and must watch this. And I suspect people have got lists on their phones of you know, various things <laughs> that they have to watch. It's almost impossible to wade your way through all that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. our role is to you know, make that discovery easy. 
uh, Alex, that was there's some amazing stuff in there. I mean, the the fifty nine percent, the streaming number is. I mean, that's, that that is a genuine sort of surprise because I just think, you know, you sort of think linear is uh, is king and will be kind of for all time. So I thought that was really interesting. And just, I just think it's the level of data, five million tellies or or, or around five million tellies. You said, and that data is. You know, it's not modelled. It's not. It's not um, extrapolated out. This is actual things that people are doing, which I think is really, really compelling. If the last twenty minutes have left you yearning for even more insights, you can access the full behind-the-screens white paper via iabuk.com/forward/slash/research. And all that's left for me to say is to thank Alex Hull very, very much. Thanks for coming on and giving us some time this morning, Alex. Thank you, James. The IAB UK podcast. Alex Hull from Samsung Ads there. If there's one headline, one takeaway, it must be that streaming has overtaken linear uh, during lockdown. And perhaps it's one of those trends that was going to drip, drip, drip away anyway, but just got entirely accelerated because we were at home so much in uh, the past six, seven months. And you know, I think people will say, yes, it's not the entire television audience of the UK. Yes, it's only... Uh, Samsung televisions, but five million of them. This isn't a panel. It's not a, a, a survey. We're not asking people uh, retrospectively what they've done before. This is actual behaviour that we're seeing, the way people are watching televisions, what they're watching and and how they're doing it in terms of stuff that they've actually got plugged into the device. So consoles or sticks or or boxes or whatever it might be. The, the, the level of data is incredible. I, I mentioned it at the end of our chat, but if you want to delve into more of the white paper's findings, uh, then of course you can access it via our site. Just visit iabuk.com forward slash research. And if you want to listen to more episodes like this one, then you can find them all at iabuk.com forward slash connected or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks very much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.